Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the laughter. <laughs> the heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. <laughs> because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, another edition of 80s News Now. We're at now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. With me as always, he's the Brian Setzer to the other two members of the Stray Cats whose names we'll never remember, Times Pop music critic Sean Daly. Uh, thank you, my friend. Yeah, I got that Stray Cats strut, don't I? Yeah, you do. Hey, um, before we get going with 80s News Now... Uh, we lost a dear member of uh, 80s Nation uh, last week, uh, our good friend Nick the Cat. Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes. Um, I, I knew him well when I was down and out and on your couch. Uh, Nick would sleep on my head and pounce on me at all hours of the night, just to make sure I was you know, still going, still all right. And, uh, but yeah, very, very sad. I'm so, I was sorry to yeah, hear it, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Passed away last Friday in my arms. In your arms? Yeah, I took his last breaths. Gosh. Yeah, that's it. I was pretty wrecked. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. No, I, I came in that day and I'm like, doo, doo, doo. you know, I usually bound into work all happy. I got some sort of dumb story no one cares about. And someone's like, hey, before you get going, uh, we should tell you that uh, Nick the Cat died this morning. And I'm like, oh my. You know, I felt terrible. I knew Nick well. You know, and everyone around, I, I swear to God, the, the, the flags were at half mast at the St. Yeah. St. Petersburg Times. It's weird. I posted, I posted a photo of him on my Facebook page and it had about, I think, 80 comments. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I told you though. I sent you a text saying like, "Listen, you're about to get an outpouring of love, and I hope it makes you feel a little bit better." So um, uh, I'm sure Nick appreciates it. He had a song he wanted me to play in case this ever happened. Are you ready? Yeah. Nick! Ah, one last pounce on my head from Nick. Yeah, sorry. Ah, he was a rascal. He we was had an a arrangement. Rascal. We had an well, arrangement. listen. Um, uh, since we've been doing the '80s news now, '80s news now. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of yeses, a lot of pros in favor of our, our new format, our bonus format, as we like to say, and a lot of boo, like people who hated it. But we've cont- continued uh, to march on with it because we like it. And we gave you last week Charlie Sheen in the 80s, which people seem to like. You and I weren't crazy about that show. No. But people seem to like it, you know. And now uh, we, we have one we're recording uh, in a couple days. Yeah. We're not going to tell you about it, but we have another theme show recording in a couple days. But, you know, we were sitting downstairs. We uh, had a little extra time on our hands. Right. And we thought we'd bang out a bonus show. So if you're still boo-birding 80s news now... You're going to well, get two shows this week. Yeah, you're getting two shows. So you can skip this one and wait for our yeah. uh, theme show on you... B. Arthur in the 80s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you ready to get started? Yes, yeah, Stephen. What is in the 80s news now? Cue the brand new news effect. Sammy Hagar has a new book out. It's called Red, My Uncensored Life in Rock, and it tells the tales of his musical career, including his stint with Van Halen. Among the revelations, Sammy says he's heard about the new album currently being recorded by David Lee Roth and the other boys, and he says it's a disaster. 
Sean Daly, I ask you, is he just trying to sell books, or has Sammy probably got the insider goods for us? You know, it's not really going out on a limb to say that Eddie and Dave working together again is, is going to produce a disaster, okay? Yeah. These guys are, 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 are nuts. They're um, totally social misfits. I read an excerpt from the new uh, Sammy Hagar book that uh, was published in Rolling Stone, and it's just about Eddie. It's just about Sammy's um, relationship with Eddie, and it's chilling. Have you read it yet? Yeah, it's terrifying. Of it, yeah. It's like it really casts Eddie as um, severely uh, mentally uh, unstable to the point of some sort of like bipolarization or schizophrenia or rabid heroin use or something worse. Like he's pulling his teeth out. Yeah. Like all his teeth are black and he's pulling them out. And Eddie is like, I mean, I. If Eddie Van Halen makes another two years, I'll be shocked. So all these guys going into the studio again, uh, yeah. They had to try. But here's what, here's what Sammy uh, Hagar told MTV. Okay. He said, I heard it's not going so good. This is what I've heard through the grapevine, that they've already fired one producer, and Ed and Dave supposedly can't be in the same room together. If they can't be in the same room together, how can they make a record? They better make a great record for their fans. I don't care if it's with David or with me. All right. Well, you know, I like Sammy Hagar. I saw the Sammy and Dave show, what, about 10, 15 years ago. And I was there for David Lee Roth, for DLR, for Diamond Dave. But Hagar blew him out of the water. Hagar yeah. went first. Tons of energy, really getting the fans involved. And DLR came out with these two little gnomes, who were just like playing this unnuanced, you know, rock. Forgot half the words of the, uh, couldn't even remember the words to jump. Yeah. You know, he would just kind of say, and then he'd, hand, you know, point the microphone in the crowd. So, um, you know, Sammy's good. I, I think this quote, it's, he's a bit too much like, I just hope they make a great record for the fans. <laughs> it's like, dude, you can stop sucking up, you know? Um, yeah, but I mean, if you're in Van Halen, like, I mean, he was in Van Halen for a number of years. I mean, I think, the, did, wasn't he actually in Van Halen longer than, than David Lee Roth at one point? I mean, God, what was Roth? Probably like 78 to 84. Yeah, so and I mean, my Hagar thing is, was probably eighty four to right. ninety. I think if you're 92. Sammy Hagar, you don't want to you don't want to see the brand tarnished, even if you're not. Are you part of uh, it. Van Halen or Van Hagar? I appreciate them equally. Nah, you can't say that. I can just did. What are you Switzerland? What are you running for mayor? I like cheese. <laughs> no, I love I love I'm them both. Van Halen all the way. No, you can't say I like them equally. No one likes them equally. You're looking at the man who does. The man. Anyway, well, hey, I hope it's a great album. I don't think that Eddie Van Halen's going to be with us for much longer. In fact, I should after the show, I should go down and start writing the obit. Um, And DLR was, you know, it's great, great uh, performer, but I think he's kind of shot too. So we'll see. Are you going to read this book? Yeah, of course. I love I love the uh, the tell all books. You do. Andy Taylor had a great one for Duran Duran. Now uh, Sammy Hagar. Speaking of Duran Duran. Duran Duran has officially gone on the record as saying the making of their 2007 album Red Carpet Massacre, produced largely by Timbaland, was a nightmare. There, I had to bleep myself. I, 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 I will no longer be swearing on the show. Really? We had a meeting, yeah. In an interview with NME Magazine, John Taylor said the whole project was a bleeping nightmare. We delivered an album to Sony that was a natural-sounding, almost rock album, and they were like... We need something a bit pop. Do you fancy doing a couple of tracks with Timbaland? And the rest, as we should say it, lives in infamy. All right. Now, I, I reviewed Red Carpet Massacre, and it was in, indeed a, a debacle. 
things had gone awry, as a friend of mine once said. Um, however, my problem with this is that at the time, Timbaland was huge. He's kind of dropped off the map a bit. Rightfully after so. After the whole promiscuous thing with uh, Nelly Furtado. Uh, however, if Red Carpet Massacre had been a huge hit, I, I don't think John Taylor would be saying this. It was a bomb. They're probably a little embarrassed by it. I think John, Justin Timberlake was a couple, on a couple of those yeah, tracks, too. Yeah. But if um, it had been a huge hit, they wouldn't be saying that. Because let's be honest, Duran Duran... They, they, they thrive off uh, a sexy, um, glam kind of club image. You know, it's not like they were ACDC. All no. right. So I think that them pairing up with somebody who was, you know, doing something for, you know, the clubs and for, for, for good looking boys and girls. Yeah. I mean, John Taylor. I'm just not a big fan. I, I, I say, you know, be true to yourself, you know, to any, any band, especially ones from the, my beloved 80s, and especially Duran Duran. Why go down that path? They turned in an album that was probably pretty good, and it got turned into a piece of crap. Are you sure it was pretty good? <coughs> Are you sure? No. I'm not sure. I, I'm willing to bet it's better than what we saw. Astronaut. So they have a new album out now. It's yes. called All You Need Is Now. It actually hit stores today. Produced by Mark Ronson, who I absolutely adore. Right. I've heard it. It's uh it's being billed as sort of like the sequel to the Rio album. You know, that they they said they, I love when people do that. I love yeah, it's uh they 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 hitch it to like the most successful album of all time. Right. Which kind of that kind of pisses me off in a way because I love like I Rio like Seven and the Ragged Tiger. I uh, said so why. So it's like oh well, what was wrong with Seven and the Ragged Tiger? But uh all you need is I've I've listened to it, you know, that being said, am I in any rush to listen to it again? No. I'm gonna give it a listen. Yeah. Maybe I'll write I can't a wait to hear what you have you. to say about it. <laughs> We're very earnest. And, I know. And love it's about to end. Are you ready? Yeah. Who's up for a road trip? Hey, this concert news just in. The Human League, B-52s, The Fix, and Berlin will play the Hollywood Bowl on September 2nd, 2011. Sounds to me, my friend, like the perfect stuck-in-the-80s road trip for this year. Man, I wouldn't mind going out to L.A. I love L.A. I know you do. I do. Phonies like you. Phonies like you on every corner. No, but nice phonies like me. Yeah, friendly phonies. Yeah, friendly phony. I'm fine with that. Not like people from uh, Minneapolis. (laughs) (laughs) They're just chilly. Yeah. Friendly phony. That's the name of my first album. Friendly phony. Um, That sounds like fun. Human League, yes. B-52s, I could take them and leave them. The Fix. I've seen The Fix live before. Uh, Cy Kernan comes out and says... (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna do a few new things, you know. If you want to get a drink, then we'll come back and do the hits. I was like, "Hey, yeah." But uh, they're, they're- and Berlin, I love Terry Nunn. Uh, that sounds. Like- How come we can't get Go West on one of these lineups? I want to see Go West. I know. You know what? Because they're an English act, and a lot of times it's really hard. It's. I mean, e- economically, here. doesn't make sense. Yeah. They make a ton staying over there. There's no reason for them to come here. Hey, in all honesty, I'm totally up for going out for this. Yeah, here's the problem. You know, normally we do. We've been doing these for a few years now. We did Vegas one year, and then we were supposed to do Chicago. That fell through. We did Vegas last last year, right? Yeah, yeah. New Year now. Yeah. And the trouble with LA, I think, is it's, it's a long trip for people on the East Coast. I mean, it plays out plays well to our our West Coast friends. Yeah. But anybody like you know east of the Mississippi, it's got an expensive plane ticket ahead of them. But it is a great lineup, and this is a one off show. These, these 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 bands are not touring together. So we should have every stuck in the eighties party in St. Louis. Oh, or how God. about Hannibal, Missouri? Yeah, that'd be how about great. Mark Twain. How about Branson, Missouri? <laughs> I'd like that. So no. I can't gamble. Yeah, I know. Maybe you actually pay attention to our guests. How about Palm Springs for a week? 
why don't we do like a week somewhere, bookended by weekends, and then people can just come whenever they, they want to. They can just drop oh, in. You and I together for a week? <laughs> no, separate no, rooms. Really, right that's not going to work. Separate rooms. The, uh, here's, there are a couple other options this year. Okay. Because, I mean, here it is. It's late spring now. We need to start thinking about this. By the way, I'll bring my A game this time. If you keep me away from a casino, I'll have nothing well, yeah, better LA. to do than to hang out with you. Are there you. casinos in L.A.? There's, there, I think there is. Mm, not on every street Springs. corner. I don't think there's a casino in L.A. Yeah, I mean, there's enough so many places to get in have trouble. Now. Yeah, you'll have other that. problems in L.A. The best is going, I'm telling you, I've said this before, is like three in the morning doing a, 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 a tour of the Stars Homes, like in like three in the morning is so much fun. It's creepy going through the Hollywood Hills and stuff. I love That'd it. It'd be fun. Yeah. So here's some of the other tours that are out this year that uh, we could also consider. Okay. Uh, the Human League is touring with uh, Men Without Hats. Uh, that'll go Cricket. through. through yeah, Cricket. but the human legs we're seeing on their own, and there's a, a bill of the fix, Wang Chung and Naked Eyes that'll be touring from uh, mid August to September first. Not bad. So I don't know. It depends. I, you know, I just I would love to see a, a get together like either back in Vegas or New Orleans or. <gasps> New Orleans has everything and a casino. Yeah, but the casino's awful. Paris. Have you been there? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I know it's bad. Bad. Bad, bad. So what do you think, 80s Nation? It's up it. to you. Start emailing us. If you're interested, if you think you, you – I think we don't do it unless we get at least 30 people. 30? I mean, we, we let's, could – Let's bump it up. What did we have last time? 25? Yeah. I just worry because it's in L.A. we got to get hotel information. Because, you know, the thing about that worked for Vegas is that hotels are cheap. If you want a cheap room, fine. If you want an expensive room, fine. L.A., I don't know. You can find cheap rooms in L.A. Yeah. Really nasty in the, ones. East LA, the barrier. Be fun. It's something to think about. You know what else? Is something to think about? The, the Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain of reader mailbag. And hey, I should stop right here and say, you know, I know, I recognize there's some people out there who love 80s news now, and there's people who, who don't love it so much. So here's what we're going to try this week. We're going to mix up the Seggies a little bit. We're not going to give you all the Seggies. We're just going to give you two of them. I like that idea. And they'll, all, they'll shift, right? Yeah. Sometimes we'll have, uh, I don't know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll always give you a letter because we have a lot of letters coming in. But we want the real shows to have all the real seggies. Right, right. All right, that's cool. Uh, we have one letter from an old friend. From an old friend. Uh, in fact, I won't tell you his name till we get to the end of the letter. Okay, you want me to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> he looks so sad when I told you that. Right, this is from Jeff in Germany, formerly Jeff in Cuba. <laughs> Sorry. It's so sad. It's just sad. Uh, by the way, first of all, before I get into that, I just want to say a shout out to Sarah Warden, who sent me a birthday card. I thought I'd give you a little kiss for your birthday, and then you open it. Look at that. It's nice. When is and your she, birthday? And she, tomorrow. Is it really? Yeah, March 22nd. Uh, <laughs> she says, um, Happy birthday, Sean. Thanks for all the wonderful Stuck in the 80s podcast uh, and the Pop Life blog. There's one. Uh, I love the new bonus podcast. You crack me up. Best wishes, Sarah Warden. Thank you, Sarah, for my birthday. Where are you taking me for my birthday? I'm taking off tomorrow, by the way. Don't are you really? Yeah. I'm going to go crash somewhere. Move. That's a wise move. Um, you know, Falco took the day off from work, too, when he turned 41. <laughs> uh, that was a wise move as well. 41. 41. Can you believe it? What do you, what do you say that? 43. Yeah, two prime numbers. Wait, What's I, wrong I with that? swear that I'm always three years younger than you. No. When's your birthday? July. Man, we should do some. Don't for overthink your it. Why? Forty four? What do you mean don't overthink it? Like my birthday or your birthday? Uh, either birthday. Forty four number. See, I think that's great. Forty four. I like that. I like the even numbers. I don't like odd numbers. Forty one is like that You know what's sucks. funny? I usually do better uh 
even years. So this is an odd year. Yeah. So I'm a little worried. You're killing it this year. Shut up. You're having the best year <laughs> of your life. Here we go. Read the mail. Read mail. Yeah. From Jeff uh, in Germany, a.k.a. Jeff in Cuba. Hey, guys. Blast from the past time. I know my profile in the 80s nation has been as low as Robert Williams at a waxing salon. He loved... I swear to God, every letter Jeff in Cuba makes a Robin Williams hearsuit joke. <laughs> He's obsessed with Robin Williams' body hair. It's very odd. Anyway, while I can't seem to log on much uh, blog time these days, I do keep up with the podcast, which keep me company on the Autobahn as I, d- I drive to and from work. That's very cool. So I was slightly bemused to hear my name mentioned on last week's Charlie Sheen cast. It made me realize that I should probably drop the J.D. Salinger act and redouble my efforts to get back in the game. So here goes. For what it's worth, I really like the 80 News format. He likes it. Uh, to be honest, the theme format was feeling pretty forced. Oh, to use a journo allegory, it was like writing the story to fit the headline instead of the other way around. Those who bitch that the news format just rehashes the blog entries are missing the point. The salient appeal of Stuck in the 80s isn't factual but contextual. The news items only serve as launch platforms for tangential flights into the latest tidbits from your social lives or inexplicable discussions of my hair length, and cherish bits of stuck-in-the-80s canon. Mama, no! I had a mustache in college, etc. By the way, one of the items that we had in 80s news now this week cannot be found on your blog, right? Duran Duran. Yeah. So there you go. Something fresh. Fresh stuff. I love that. Are you going to be putting it on your blog eventually? Nah. Nah, keep it off. Uh, my bottom line, if 80s karma throws you a theme like Charlie Sheen, then run with the theme. If circumstances or pushy publicists throw you an interview, then go with the interview. But if neither of those things happen, then just riff, riff on some blog topics. Hit the seggies and get the cast on the street. Less stress for you, more podcasts for us. In the words of a great 80s philosopher, duh, winning, Jeff in Cuba in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think there? That's a big vote of confidence. Huge vote of confidence. One of the criticisms was that if, you know, that all our items on 80s News Now were rehashed from our blog. Not so this week. We have a fresh one in uh, Duran Duran. And a lot of people said, we just want to hear you guys. And that was always my point, is that as much as, you know, we find each other annoying, some people seem to find us entertaining. Yeah, I find it hard to believe. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. Maybe we're a drinking game, you know? Yeah. Um... But there you go. And I always said that, you know, it's not what we're talking about. It's how we're talking about it. And how we're talking about today? Boring. Hey, shut up. God, <laughs> you're so pessimistic. I love it. I love it. That's great. Tell people where they can uh, write their letters. Yeah, send us your emails. Send us your tales of woe. Send us your uh, your epic tales of success. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that, that shout out, Steve. Yeah, we want some good old... 80s stories, like between 1980 and 1989, give us some heartbreak stories. Yeah, give us your depression. first job. What were your crazy-ass first jobs you had? That'd be good. You know, um, I was a busboy at York Steakhouse, <laughs> and then a, uh, a, a, a pool boy in uh, ill-fitting Magnum P.I. shorty shorts at uh, the Courtyard, Marriott Courtyard. I used to deliver papers for the St. Pete Times, where we currently work. Wow, it's all come full circle. And uh, we'd be in the truck... Weaving back and forth on the street so they would throw papers on both sides what of the street. What time in the morning? Three in the morning, four in the morning. That's awesome. And we'd be throwing papers on both sides of the street. But he, my, the guy who'd be driving the delivery truck would be weaving while I'm bagging the newspapers in the back and handing them to him. And every so often... You'd clip one. No, every so often I'd get a little travel sickness. <laughs> would you really? And, and if you were a subscriber to the St. Pete Times and you had like a little bonus... <laughs> 
of some barf in your in your paper that day. That barf was in your that was me. <laughs> yeah, like but that. so send us your tales. Uh, yeah, send in your first job in the eighties. Right. If you got your first job, in you the get 80s, a photo let us of yourself dressed for work. Extra bonus. Yeah, yeah, that's extra fun. Bonus. There you go. So there's that. Especially if you're a bikini model. How about we do one last uh, bit in the in the ciggies? What do you say? You betcha. All right. Please, please. PPTMN. There you go. We haven't had one of these in a while. I know. Maybe the PPTMN should live exclusively in um, 80s news now. Another reason for people to hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This week's PPTMN is from Paul in Rhode Island, who wants to know, first of all, I've got to tell you that I subscribe to dozens of podcasts, and yours is my favorite. We love to hear that, don't we? Excellent. Uh, I'm a very long time listener, going back to the ACDC versus Guns N' Roses episode. I believe yours is one of the few, if not only, 80s podcasts at the time. I know there are some more out there now, but yours is still uh, by far the best. Are there other 80s podcasts? I'm I'm, I'm guilty. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, or any, to be honest. My life is so full. I barely listen to this one. (laughs) Yeah, I barely listen to this one. But yeah, do we have competition? I wonder. But you know, that's like Kiss the Ring, right? It's like... We don't even know what our competition is. We're so high above everyone yeah, else. Yeah, we're in our own little world. Yeah. Uh, anyway, since this was meant to be for the PPTMN segment and not the kiss-ass segment... Whoa. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Please, please tell me now. Who was your favorite solo artist in the 80s that started off with a band that was also successful in the 80s? A couple of my favorites were Steve Perry, of course, from Journey, and Lou Graham from Foreigner. I'm sorry to break your heart, Sean, but John Bon Jovi does not qualify since Blaze of Glory did not come out until 1990. Okay, Steve Spears, I will start with you. The, uh, what solo act that started with a huge band in the 80s uh, went on to be a huge solo act as well? Easy, your favorite. easy, yeah. Sting. Sting, 100%. Um, two, couple reasons. One, I never liked The Police all that much. Sting greater than The Police. Yeah, and um, and Sting, of course, when he toured on Dream of the Blue Turtles, mm-hmm. he came to Gainesville, Florida, 1985, I think. Maybe it was 86. And that was the night of my epic sneaking bags of rum into the concert <laughs> in my pants, only to have my date pass out, thus bursting the bags and yeah. leaving me with wet pants smelling of uh, <laughs> rum. Uh, that's good. Sting. Go back and listen to the Synchronicity podcast for the full version of that story. God, what number is that? Was that three? I mean, it's really old. It's it's probably like number seventy or eighty. Was Kathy on that show with us? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to get her back. By the People way, people still bring Kathy up the Wiles. bags of rum. When we went to Vegas last bags year, someone was asking yeah. if I'd be bringing bags of rum, which I should have done, considering how expensive the drinks were at the beach. People were bringing up stories. This is great. You got to go to our Stuck in the Eighties road trips. And it sounds like we're really going to try to make one happen. Uh, but when you talk to listeners of the show, they're like, oh, oh, Sean, that story of you and the hedgehog and the bag of fries. I'm like, what? what? Like, ah, it's great. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That did happen. Yeah. But like sometimes I couldn't even remember things I talked about. But yeah, indeed, the hedgehog and the yeah. bag of fries. Hey, you know, extra bonus this year. I've already asked if she's yeah. going to come. Uh, I asked Debbie Foreman if she'd make it to the... Oh my! Are you serious? When she said, "She said, uh, you know, give, you know, let me know closer to the date, and I'll." I'll she, t- does she live in L.A.? I think so. She did before. Outside. She lived in Studio Debbie City. Debbie Foreman, star of Valley Girl. Yeah. Um, coming to. Our I wonder if she would teach trip. a uh, Pilates class just for people who are coming in on the trip. Because <laughs> there's nothing like seeing Sean's, you know, Steve sweat. She's with somebody now, and she's uh, ah, got probably a new boyfriend? someone like her should be. You and Debbie Foreman, chance of a hookup. 0.00. I've got a girlfriend, my friend. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I actually to Tina, I, no disrespect. I was just. Uh, I always think of you as a single man, but in fact, you're anything but. <laughs> my apologies to Tina. Anyway, my answer for um for this uh, PPTMN would be Danny Elfman. Excellent How choice. About that? He started with Oingo Boingo, and then I know you like some of his solo work. Yeah, he had a good solo, solo rock work. But I'm going to jump to his work with Tim Burton and say that as a, as a composer um, of, uh, of movie soundtracks, Pee Wee and Batman, I mean, I love this stuff. I, he's maybe my favorite uh, film composer. You know, I'm a, I'm a John Williams guy. Not to tick off Brad Williams oh, out know. in L.A. who God. hates John Williams. You know, But uh, Danny Elfman, oh, great. Better than Maurice Jarre. He's good. Witness. That's a, that's a good one. Um, and Jarre did uh, Dead Poet Society. Yeah. That was um, really, it's really, really hard not to, to pick him. No, Danny uh, Elfman's amazing, man. You're yeah. forgetting. I mean, I still like him for his rock music. In fact, he had a solo album in the 80s that had a song on it called It Only Makes Me Laugh. You want to hear a piece of it? Yeah, I do. What do you think? I like that. Yeah. But not as much as his Simpsons theme stuff. <laughs> you want to hear a piece of that? Yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, yeah! <laughs> um, so there you go. You say Sting, I say Dan Elfman. Good PPTMN. Where can they send their PPTMNs if they have to know? Yeah, yeah. We want more of these, obviously, and we're totally out. So uh, emails at stuckinthese.tempe.com, and remember to put PPTMN in the subject line. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at TampaBay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at TampaBay.com. And we are back. And again, I cannot overemphasize my level of excitement over seeing the Human League again in concert. I really want to go to this show. Sean. They have all the original. Can you name one person in Human League? Phil Oakey. I did an interview with him oh, three man, years I ago. Totally got oh, faced my God. There. I got faced. Yeah, sorry. But they're great in concert. We saw them on the Regeneration Tour 2008, I think it was. And um, they're just, you have to see them. No, I do want to see them. And, and there's a lot more them. songs that people think, oh, Fascination is... Who was, oh, who was the big act that was um, when we were out in Vegas? The Flock um, of Seagulls. Oh, God. That, that was not the best show in the world. Great venue to see a show. Yeah. Not the best show This is going to be a great venue, the historic Hollywood Bowl. I've never been to the Hollywood right. Bowl. Here I am, a, a music critic. I've never been to the Hollywood of Bowl. Of the four acts, I'd say three of them are, are solid hit, hit machines. Yeah. We'll just have to see what The Fix pulls out. I mean, they'll probably play four songs. The no. Fix is good, man. I love The Fix. Don't get me wrong. I'm just worried, you know. One thing leads to another. Yeah. Um, letter to Both Sides. You know that from the Fletch soundtrack? Awesome. <laughs> God, that's a deep cut. <laughs> no, what's their... Um, come on, what was their big... Uh, the One thing leads to another was the big one, but there was another... Uh, Stand or Fall. Red Skies at Night. Red Skies at Night. But there was, wasn't a really like slow one that was... Um, God, ah. Ah, see now you've painted yourself into a corner. No, that's okay. That's okay. I love it. Now no, it's gonna be, show it's be a good show. Here's how the, here's how these shows work. Save by zero. Oh yeah, the Save Toyota commercial now. Yeah. So here's the thing with these, these shows is we all go out there. We're kind of all on our own to pick whatever hotels you want to pick. We'll like narrow it down for Can you. Can I recommend the Standard on the Sunset Strip? Sure. That's where I'll be. Yeah. Well, After I'll, party in my room. Uh, yeah, that'll work. 
And then so so we'll we'll try to get together for a few events. We'll you know we'll everyone's kind of on their own for concert tickets, but we we find a lot of together time and we have a great time. I, I look forward to seeing idea. some of our old friends from L.A. Brad, Brad, Lori, Tommy, yeah, Larry. <laughs> By then we'll have a friend in L.A. named Larry. Uh, I love that. I love '80s news. Now you know we don't always have to be madcap. We don't always have to be controversial. We're just entering people's lives for a little bit. This is just a taste. This is just a taste of the magic that we deliver. And in two days, we're coming back in the podcast yeah. to give you a full theme show. Be great. All right. I can't, can't wait, wait for it. Ready? Look at the, the uncertainty in your eyes. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, along with Phil Oakey, Nick the Cat, Sean Daly, we all remain here hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at TampaBay.com slash blogs slash 80s. And don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes. <laughs>